welcome, welcome everyone to another episode of Vegas Bad Boys, the podcast, and I'm DJ Impact. I got Matt Michaels with us in City, Steve, and our special guest back with us again, Travis. Man, it's good to see everybody here. When Travis here, that means we got to talk about something, and we got something that we just got to uh, get some information on, so... Let me just let me just read this little quick article, and we're gonna. Get- oh no! You know I was going. I always have something to say at the opening of the show. All right, go ahead. <laughs> I swear you're ripping me by this countdown you guys have before the show. I swear it was like two minutes. Today it was almost three minutes. I've never been inside a pod of the elimination chamber, but I am going to request that next year they play this music in the pod, <laughs> <laughs> so they have something to listen to. You know this. Vegas Bad Boys music, and then the fans do the countdown, the door opens, and all right, go ahead. <laughs> all right, no doubt, no doubt. So I'm going to read this. This is from WrestleZone.com, and they titled it that Tony Khan calls Ariel Hawani a fraud following WWE SmackDown appearance. All right, so let me read how this goes here. It said that uh, Tony Khan has some choice words for Ariel Hawani. During the February 17th episode of WWE SmackDown in Montreal, combat sports journalist Ariel Hawani made an appearance in front of his hometown crowd and cut a brief promo to hype up Elimination Chamber. Now, following his appearance, AEW president and CEO Tony Khan took to Twitter to call Hawani a, quote, fraud, end quote, and stated he was, quote, as legitimate of a reporter, end quote, as AEW broadcaster Tony Schiavone. Now, Khan's tweet likely stems from Hawani stating that interviewing Khan in October was one of the, quote, most frustrating, end quote, interviews of his career. Hawani tried asking questions regarding CM Punk and the, quote, brawl out, end quote, situation, but Khan declined to comment and elaborate when asked about those topics. Hawani has since responded to Khan, quote, thanks for watching, old friend. Can't wait for our next chat, end quote, Hawani wrote. Quote, also, don't listen to the snowman, Giovanni. You're a legend in my books, end quote. All right. Uh, man, let me jump right over to you then, Travis. What was going on with this entire tweet? Why is why is Tony Khan getting on the uh, Twitter fingers coming after a, a, a journalist? Wow. Um, the, 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 the fascinating point is that the interview with Ariel Hawani, who I give you credit, you've actually pronounced his name correctly, even though you can't t- say Tony Schiavone, but we'll give <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's all good. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a work in progress. But you, you had Errol Hawani down perfectly. I was so, shocked. Um, no, it's it's funny because the interview was in October, and you know, I'm sure we all saw the interview, and you know, you got your your points about it, and then um, the next day or so, Ariel said, you know, his thoughts about the interview and so forth. This was all back in October. I think, honestly, Ariel totally forgot. Like, it, it was out of his mind. Like, out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. We're in February in Montreal. And literally, Ariel's just doing two segments, two 30-second spots on SmackDown in the middle of fans 
wasn't like he was backstage with talent, you know, just with fans. Hey, we're in Montreal. It's a great city. GSP, all this. Elimination Chamber tonight. And, and Twitter fingers couldn't just resist. I know Rampage was on earlier that night, and so he had 8 p.m. open, and he was invested in the Bloodline storyline in Montreal, just as everyone in wrestling was. So he sat down and, and watched, you know, 2.3 million people. Um, and he tweeted, and like, dude, like, my first thought was, like, why are you poking the bear again? Why? Because you know what the bear does. The bear gets very, very petty at, at, at aspects. You know, so it's like you have Travis, Errol Hawani who... Travis, Travis in, in, in this case, because of the timing, would that be technically cocaine bear that he was poking? <laughs> <laughs> February 24th, ladies and gentlemen. I want to keep you guys on the, on the air, so, you know, I, I refuse it. About any use of substances, you know, certain organization, but um, no. So like he's poking the bear while the bear is at work. Like literally, Ariel's at in the building getting a text from a tweet from Tony Khan, and I I think that's why he kind of went off the you know he did the, the the snowman reference. Um, then again, you know it was ten degrees in Montreal that day. Schools were closed. There's a lot of snow, so maybe you know there was a snowman in the backstage area that he was just walking by. <laughs> it is Montreal, um, so you know it's it's one of those things of like if Tony didn't pick up his phone and tweet, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. The internet wouldn't have be having this conversation right now. The two biggest things out of this past weekend in Montreal were the main event of Elimination Chamber, and number two was Ariel and 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 Tony Khan. You know, and it was just like he didn't have to tweet. He didn't have to 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 poke Ariel. You know, it's like why, dude? Why why start that? Why you know you're not at the position right now of your company being that strong to start talking shit? You know, when you only beat NXT by a hundred and forty thousand people this week, uh, you should probably be quiet because it's no longer Raw and SmackDown versus. Dynamite. We're at the point of where it's kind of AEW versus Dynamite, and we're getting to the point where it's just going to be Impact versus Dynamite. You know, so it's like just, just stop, dude. Like stop, stop poking the bear. And you saw what WWE did. You know, it's like the next day. I, I didn't see the pre-show, but I guess, um, uh, what's what's the uh, Rose Rosen Rosenberg. The, the, the analyst yeah, so I guess yeah. Peter threw a shot at Tony Khan um, first, and then obviously everyone saw the shot that Michael Cole, you know, did during during the uh, broadcast of of Elimination Chamber. So it's like you know, yeah. WWE got their digs in, you know, just by on top of what Ariel tweeted. And it's like, so what's next? You know, is Tony just going to be you know in the ring this Wednesday and, and, and go off because I feel that he may. You know, he's gonna, he's he gonna does have a, he does have a special announcement. Yeah, he's going to challenge I, Vince to a pay per view fight. Jesus, <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked at this point. I really <laughs> wouldn't be shocked. You know, and just like why not? Why not? I mean, come on. It's it's. I don't know. Like I said, this was this was totally 
avoidable. Me, like me, there is no ask, reason. Let me ask. Let me play devil's advocate here. And this could be for any of you fellas, okay? If you want to hop in, let's just say, for example, uh, Anderson Cooper, who's from CNN, decided that he wanted to uh, introduce uh, Joe Biden. Would that be would that be a critical uh, statement to say? that a journalist should not be doing an introduction in this manner when you have to stay sort of neutral. So in other words, what Tony Khan was saying maybe had a point for saying, hey, hey, I'm playing devil's advocate here. You, you, you play your role into answering it. Okay? <laughs> to say, hey, maybe a journalist shouldn't be at a WWE event hyping it up because apparently then you maybe can't be critical about the company if they're doing something wrong. Could that be what Tony was doing? Um, has Tony looked on his payroll and looked what Melcher and Alvarez says? <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, it's, I, I mean, I've, I've told you guys this before and it's fact, you know, Melcher and Alvarez have been invited, you know, to the performance center. And I, I forget what year we're in of the performance center, almost 10 years, and they still haven't gone. You know, um, I'll still, I, I just heard the, yesterday, Brian's going down to um, the AEW pay-per-view in, in San Francisco, you know, in, in two weeks. And it's like, uh, and how many days are you coming to LA for WrestleMania? Just one? But you're making a three, four day trip to... to so it's like the bias is heavily on that side also. And I think that's what fans are saying. You know, do I agree as as a legit journalist, journalist that Ariel is, should the snowman comment been made? No. Was it hilarious? Of course it was. Because we all know what he was alluding to. We all know. But like I said, I think he just, it was just the wrong time for him to, to to for Ariel to look at his phone and see a tweet from Tony Khan. He's like, dude, I'm literally still in this building with all these fans. The show isn't over yet, and you're tweeting me because I just stood there and hyped up a show. You know, it's like, yeah. I mean, what's the, like Tony? Why is Tony all butthurt over this? You know, it's like Tony gets what thirty minutes, whatever, ten minutes, fifteen on Busted Open each week. You know, so it's like. And I know LaGreca, you know, goes over to, to WWE and so forth. So it's like, hey, Ariel, good shit. I know we didn't have a great interview, but you're doing WWE stuff. Seems like you're open. Uh, next time you run Canada or next time you're in the States and we're around, come come to our show. You know, I'm sure Ariel would have been more than happy to do it. You know, mm -hmm. so it's it's, you know, it's. But is it is it in a way, Travis, or, or even Steve, uh, in a way, I feel like the, the point of this isn't that Ariel tweeted what he tweeted. It's that Tony Khan made this situation about himself. And there was no situation. Yeah, there was he no situation. It. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I, it... it it was something that was better left undone. Uh, he didn't need to tweet that without question. It, it, 
it's it, 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 it's something that needs to be said regardless of what type of media it is, there will be some element of bias in that reporting, no matter what. Um, and that's something that has to be stated right out from the beginning. But the fact that, that Tony Khan chose to take it personal uh, to a personal level with Ariel Hawani, I think that's where that crosses the line. Um, I think that there were you know, much better ways of handling it but for whatever reason, Tony chose to, you know, go the most public route that would generate the most buzz. Thus, why we're talking about this. Um, yeah, I, I think that, you know, both things can exist in the same in the same reality. Yes, we can acknowledge that some reporters, that all reporters have some biases. That's how it is. Everybody has some biases on this planet. Um, but there was there was no need for TK to take things personally like what he did, period. Yeah, like I said, like, you know, as, as you just said, he didn't need to, he, there was no reason for him to tweet. Exactly. None at all. He could have been, he could have tweeted about the, the, the All-Star game. If he saw something on SmackDown he liked, he could have tweeted about that. You know, hey, I'm invested in this show this weekend. And like, yes, they're the opposition, but. They've got a great storyline. But it's like you really went out of your I could see if Ariel was sitting down doing commentary the whole show, right. or if he was featured as a backstage inter interviewer the whole show. They didn't even let him in ringside. He was in the audience both times. And he was just saying, hey, look how wild these fans are. They knew that they were they were going to have wild fans. It's Canada, it's Montreal, it's Sami Zayn. It's like they knew what they were getting into. I think they got more than they bargain for at least on fox because you know that the audio for a while was you know kind of wonky but um you know it, it, it's it's like he just he just showed up like come on it's like dude tony Khan, if you're tony Khan went to pwg as a fan right. so ariel's a fan he went he went to ww they're in his hometown it's not like wwe's running montreal again next week next month this may be this is probably the only time this year they're going to run montreal yeah. You know, so it's like, of course he's going to show up. Why not? It's like he's, he's. I mean, uh, uh, Nick Khan used to be his agent. You know, Nick Khan was Ariel Hawani's agent. So they're friends. So like your friend who used to be your agent's coming to town with the big show. Of course you're going to go. You know, this wasn't like, you know, oh, we're going to go to Montreal and make sure Ariel Hawani gets TV time. So they, I, I, I probably think it was... Last minute, they probably asked him Thursday or Friday morning, like, "Hey, just want to stand in and do this? Sure, why not?" You know, so, no one so, thought bad of it. No one thought bad of it. No one on WWE side, Ariel Hawani side. It only became a situation when when Tony Khan picked up his phone. And that, so, that's all it was. This is uh, so. This is uh, basically Tony Khan's version of the DX invasion. Is. <laughs> Tweeting <laughs> get some attention on the same night. SmackDown's pulling in two point three. Yeah. The, the new social media era of, of the DX invasion. It's like, <laughs> yeah, honest, and you know the funny part about it, and the sad, funny, sad, whatever you want to say. It's like he told Tony Khan totally ignored what happened earlier that morning. That was the same day that Mike Tyson came out. I was like Tony Khan pays me a lot more, but my loyalties to WWE. And to have a celebrity, a very well-known athlete, you know, one of the best boxers ever, to say, you know what, I got paid a lot by Tony Khan, 
but my loyalties to Vince McMahon, that's where you should have had your PR team be like, yo, Mike, what's up? Like, what can we do? You know, you can do both. We're not going to, you know, if, if WWE wants to be petty and not use you because you're over here, that's their fault. But we're going to be cool if you work for us and then you go do something for them. But to not even acknowledge it, you know, that's 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 what Tony should have been focused on that day. You know, and I've said it before, I think they have a very horrible P PR team. Oh, yeah. You know, they're good at certain things. You know, unfortunately, some, some, some things that they're tremendous at happens to be when there's some tragic tragic events. Um, but as far as day-to-day -day operations on their PR department, it's like, it's night and day. It's night and day. Like, if the, if the NBA All-Star game is on the Turner Network, I think it was on TNT or whatever, why Luchasaurus, the Bucks, Kenny Omega, someone? Because the Miz showed up, you know? So why can't, you know... But Travis, like even even if they're a guest coach, get your get your fucking roster out there to show be be shown. This is the network you're on. They, they wore <laughs> they wore those all star shirts to the ring in the first match on Dynamite. <laughs> what, what the fuck was that match <laughs> with the basketball and Rick Knox being a fucking referee? Referee, what the fuck? <laughs> But I mean, it's just it's the, it's the it's the public relations, you know. It's like you're fighting a battle, just in general, as having a second company, and trying to get the public to understand what those three letters AEW means. Because to most people, the th only three letters in wrestling are WWE. You know, it's no different than people who claim they're MMA fans but only know the three letters of UFC. It's like no, there's way other you no. Know, there's indie promotions, there's Bellator, there's all this other stuff, you know, but it's like wrestling, you know, it's like here, here in LA right now, like the buzz is going around because we're six weeks away, five weeks away and people are starting to, you know, talk more and more and more. And even if people who aren't fans are like, oh, you know, WrestleMania is coming here. Like people know this shit, you know, it's like AW, like, and, but it's, 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 it's all PR marketing, you know, it's like. And I wish they had a better PR department. You've had Rick Ross. Now, you know, I can't, you know, I mean, obviously I've had a conversation with someone about this over there, but you had Rick Ross. Yeah. Rick had done maybe one or two WWE things, and that was totally backstage. Yeah. Like, just in passing. You, had, you were able to get the guy in the ring and a mic in his hand. And give him airtime. Yes, he said something, but you know, different than what John Moxley said, you know. But like, he was cool and agreed to do this stuff. Where's the public? This should be on TMZ. The not even the next day, an hour after the show. Yeah. It's like fuck, dude. Like, what are you like? What do you do? Oh, yeah, all these celebrities at the forum. Can you name anyone that was actually there? You know, maybe Freddie Prince or whoever. But it's like. You, they they weren't you know WWE. It's like you know when someone's there, whether they use them or not, whether they're in the front row or like it's it's night and day with the PR department. And I think that's where it all starts. It's not the in ring, it's not the hiring of everyone. It's the it's the PR department. It's the marketing of your company. 
Your company is not marketed well. And when you have an owner who picks up his phone and tweets ridiculous shit to start a war that he's not going to win, you're not going to win a Twitter war with WWE. You're just, you just aren't. You just are. Just stop it. You know, it's like you're like, I don't know. Uh, someone like Miz probably has more followers than anyone in AEW besides maybe Jericho. You know, they're, they're, I you know, I look at their, their following on Twitter, their numbers are not growing, you know, and that, that's, that's kind of sad, you know? So it's like, yeah, he, he, he brought it on himself and he, he really shouldn't. There's no reason why this should, we're having this conversation, right? We, we shouldn't be having this conversation. And he really shouldn't have tweeted. There's, there's way other shit you need to worry about. You can't blame the PR department though. Like, Freddie Prince, like, I mean, they introduced him on TV as former WWE writer Freddie Prince, which he's most famous for. So they did the right thing. Did stuff. they? No, of course not. Oh, but I, that's what no. I assumed they would do. <laughs> no, but I mean, I mean, but but see, I that's something they probably would have done because every time you know, I I don't watch it all the time, but every time I gotta hear about MJF, I always hear WWE. Like right. he's going out there putting over WWE, and it's like. Like why, you know, and, and that that bring, like I, I off topic for a second, but so this last week there were two um, incidents on during commercial breaks, one on wrong and one on dynamite. The the one with MJF, you know, he he I, he poured a, during the commercial break, he poured a drink on a fan, he slapped a, a camera a phone out of a fan's hand, you know, he went out there and talked about abortion. He said fuck. You know, and all that stuff. And it's like, for what? You're in a commercial break. You do or do you really like? Are you not that? You have to go out there and pour a drink on a fan, and slap someone's phone. You know what I mean? Like, go ahead and slap the phone out of my 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 hand, and let's see what happens. You know, it's like you have to do all that just for what? To 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 get over it because you really aren't over. You know, and then on the WWE side, you had Miz who took a stunner right before the commercial, laid in the ring. They're trying to. You know, clean up the Miz TV set. He's still laying there. They roll the carpet over him, and it's all like comedy. But it's like it's night and day because it's like he didn't have to get up and curse the fans out or anything like that. Or like he just laid there, you know, and let the the ring crew do whatever they got to do around his dead body, you know. And it's like it, it just shows like why someone like him, the Miz, gets sent to all these media things. And like, if if I'm a executive or whatever, and I'm having some type of media event, why do I want your fucking champion out here who's fucking saying fuck and talking about abortion, you know, and always puts over WWE? Let me go over WWE and say, like, obviously you guys are the big guys because that other guy who's the champion is talking about you guys. You know, it's like, we'll do a different show on that, though. Back on topic, I'm sorry. <laughs> but that's it. That's part of the PR department too. It's like, yo, dude, like, come on. Well, let me ask you, man. While we got you here, there was one other thing we wanted to talk about, and it was the uh, Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez. I guess their take on how the match should have ended at Elimination Chamber with Roman Reigns and uh, Sami Zayn. Apparently, they were saying that Sami Zayn should have uh, won this match it doesn't make sense as to why he uh they didn't win what's your take man when you when when you hear this uh 
because I, I kind of have mentioned this earlier. I thought WWE did a very good job in terms of how they uh, they came about this story, and I thought they did a good job coming to its conclusion. Uh, you know, and in, in terms of you know how they told the story with this, it was no reason why uh, Sami Zayn should have won that. It's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, if, I don't even know where they're even coming. They're almost acting like that they're not fans of this business. <laughs> I mean, they're 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 not fans of sports entertainment. They're fans of pro wrestling, uh, kicks and flips and Tokyo domes. You know, it's like, um, <laughs> I mean, it's it's ridiculous. I I uh, no, I had a long text conversation with Brian a few hours ago. I was like, dude, like, I respect you, but he, <laughs> you guys just you guys were just two fucking clowns last night. That that was ridiculous. You know. WWE's invested in Roman Reigns in over 900 days. They got to a point where they literally got the whole industry to sit and literally watch what they did last night because everyone was invested into this storyline. You know, um, I mean, it was, it was, it was all, you know, it's building to the right thing. You know, Montreal. When when Sammy was getting hot in, in, in the bloodline, Montreal was not on the calendar, you know. But they had a they they had a pay per view, and there you know, the powers that be made the right decision. It was like, yo, this dude's hot. We know where we're going around February. Why not do it in his hometown, you know? And it was smart, you know. Um, there, I like. It's it's funny because people were, will bash AEW for not really having long term storytelling, but then when WWE does long term storytelling, they bash WWE. It was like, dude, like it's, it's like you know, and no one could tell me Hangman Page is long term. I I don't I don't know what the fuck's going on with Hangman Page. He's got a a friend in a purple mask. You know what, what's that about? But you know, as far as Sammy, why would Sammy win the title in Montreal? Why? <laughs> right. It's like the, the the match for Mania is Cody and Roman because there's a story there. Paul is going to tell a story about Dusty and it's going to turn into Cody doing this match on this show for Dusty. You know, and that's what it's about. And you're going to see this over the next few weeks that it's for Dusty. It's not SummerSlam. It's not Survivor Series. It's not Money in the Bank. It's Wrestle fucking Mania. In U.S., you can you, you may not be able to go back into Montreal and have Sammy win it again, but you're not definitely not going to be able to do Cody Rhodes returning for Dusty to win the title against this monster at WrestleMania. Like it's all it was all planned perfectly, yeah. You know, and so it's like to to say you know obviously you know Brian Brian was like, well, you know, Sammy should have won, and, and then you know he could have lost it to Roman in a few weeks. I'm like, you're making Sammy look like an idiot, then. Like, why? <laughs> if the dude's Honestly, be, that's super contrived too. That's ridiculous. If if Sammy's going to win, if Sammy's going to beat the monster for that had the belt for 900 days, I would not even consider to have Sammy losing it before SummerSlam. Right. Maybe even the whole year. Like, dude, you beat this monster, and then, and then he was like, "Well, it, it should be a triple threat." I'm like, why? Like, wh why do we have to do Daniel Bryan all over again? Let's do it different this time. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's 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 like, um, why put in a triple threat? 
You know, what, what's the what's the reasoning? You know, I mean, to a lot of people who will understand it, and I don't know if WWE will go this route, but for the fans who are hardcores or whatever, Sammy and Kevin, if they go for the tag titles in LA, it's going to mean so much because of their roots to PWG. And I know that's kind of really hardcore and it goes to a lot of a small audience, but it means so much. It probably means more to a small fan base of Sammy and Kevin winning the tag titles in LA than it would Sammy winning the world title in Montreal. You know, to a small fan base, they understand that's Kevin Steen and Air Gener El Generico, two guys <clears throat> who they probably thought would have never made it to WWE mm -hmm. that went through the system. Uh, NXT won the titles, you know, main roster, injuries, whatever, and now they're a team finally going for the tag titles in LA, the home of PWG. So it, it means a lot. It means a lot, you know, maybe to us just in LA or whatever, but it's it's really cool. One you of know, the guys who are uh who's on live, he, uh John, he said, Look, it would be like uh, mankind losing the title to the rock at the Royal Rumble, winning it at halftime heat. Then dropping it at St. Valentine's Day Massacre before WrestleMania, so the Rock could face Austin. <laughs> exactly, but that's what like, and but the, the way that Meltzer and, and 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 Brian were just so adamant that WWE did it wrong, and it was like, okay, like Meltzer's like, well, SmackDown didn't have Roman or the Usos on it, and they did a good number, so it's all Sammy. It's like, well, that's fucking great, so they know that they can give Roman the Usos more time off because Sammy's pulling in the fucking ratings. You know, they know that at, if, if that's the fact, then they know that they could put Sammy in there versus Brock Lesnar. Because if Sammy's a ratings draw, then that's what Brock always attaches to. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't have to do Sammy and, and Karrion Cross. No offense to anyone who is a big Karrion Cross fan in Vegas. Lucky. But anyway, <laughs> um, you know, but it's just like, it's, I, I was really like, they were really mad. I'm like, okay, so, hey, Sammy wins it in his hometown. Then what? Because let's go back to CM Punk winning it in Chicago for AEW. Let's go back to Thunder Rosa winning it in San Antonio. How the fuck did those two t title uh, runs turn out? Disastrous. So, like, winning it in your hometown, really, I know it's kind of a once-in-a-lifetime. This, this incident was a once-in-a-lifetime. I really think that they could go back next year to Montreal and have Sammy win the title. You know, I think they could actually do that. But, you know, for as much as they put as much stock as they put behind Roman for the past two years, this was not the time or the place for him to lose it. Not with WrestleMania coming up. And I know that Brian's going to be like, well, WrestleMania is already sold out. Who gives a fuck? You know, pay-per-views are already sold because everyone has Peacock. Travis, Travis, you just hit it. You just hit it. That's the problem. And that's the difference. They they look at it as, well, they should do that because you know, it's already sold out and stuff. But at the same time, you know that Cody Rhodes is more of a marketable face. And AEW itself, their fucking kiss-ass company, had Cody Rhodes on two different shows. The only fucking member of that company was on two different shows on that network. So why wouldn't you put a guy like Cody Rhodes in a main event with Roman Reigns at a Hollywood WrestleMania. Sami Zayn is not a transcendent person right now. He does not transcend the industry. Cody Rhodes fucking does. Yep. Yeah, especially because we all know who's going to be at WrestleMania. 
as far as attendance wise. It's all these Hollywood execs out here, yes. all of them. And Cody and Brandy, I believe, have a show in the works. You know, and I've said it before. They are, you know, people may not want to hear, but they are kind of like the couple in wrestling right now. You've got a story there. You've got the, the son of Dusty Rhodes, who is in an interracial marriage, you know, with this beautiful black female who has a beautiful daughter. Then They've got the home. They've got the dog. And he's got the story of where, you know, he came into WWE and they tried him with Legacy. And they tried him with this. And he made friends with Stephen Amell and they got all that done. And then he left to try to make it on his own. And not only did he make it on his own, he made an own company with a few friends of his. A, a number two company, you know, that for a while was really helping people out financially by signing them, you know, while Cody was there. And then things just went whatever and Cody's back. That's a fucking Hollywood story right there. It really is. And, you know, there's TV execs are, they're going to meet Cody. You know, win, lose, or draw. You know, they're, they're going to be out here and they're going to meet Cody. And they're going to realize that he has some type of charm. You know, it's like there, there's, there's a lot there. A lot, you know. And like I said, a lot of the story is going to be built around the Roach family. And, you know, I mean, I think we all know. Pretty sure the Roach family is going to be there. Whether Dustin could be shown on TV or not, that's, you know, day of decision. But we, we all know. He just, you know if, he, if he blades himself, then we can't tell his face anyway. So it's all Well, right. he'll probably just show up at Gold Dust. That way they could say Gold Dust was there, not Dustin Rhodes. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's, it's, you know it's, it's, it's a lot. You know, I mean, thank God that they're not going to, you know, follow too much in Dustin's uh, footsteps because, uh, you know, the one WrestleMania in SoCal was the Hollywood backlock broad. And I, I, I for sure don't want to see Cody Roman in a golf cart going down the uh, streets of Fox of the Fox lot, you know, down Pico across the Sepulveda headed to Burbank to the Peacock's NBC center. You know, <laughs> that would have been funny though. <laughs> Indeed. But no, no it's, it, it, it's it's it, it was set for Cody, you know. Forget how the booking was. Forget what we know about the booking and so forth. Cody, Cody is 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 the person, and you know if he's not, I'm sure they have a reason why. But we'll find out at WrestleMania. But you know, and no offense to Sammy, like I said, I I, I was at PWG when Errol Generico was there, and he was cool. And Sammy's a great. It was it was a story tale. It was this uh, fairy tale storyline this weekend. You know, how many times are we actually going to see this? You know, I, I don't know if it's a bias. I, I did see Punk debut uh, on Rampage in, 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 in uh, Chicago. I personally think the Sammy thing this weekend um, was a little bit bigger, you know? So that's just my opinion. I know people think otherwise, but I, I, I think it, it was just a little bit bigger, you know? The, the the Canadian beer is a little bit stronger, so maybe you could blame that. But you know, otherwise. <laughs> All right, man. Well, look, good stuff. Good stuff on that. We'll have to see how all this plays out at WrestleMania, which will be coming up in a uh, what six or five weeks. And I'm five still, weeks. I'm doing my best right now to um, get a ticket from a scalper. So we'll see how that works. Oh wow. <laughs> so Good luck with that. But you know, I mean, he's not, he's not going through a ticket agency either. He's literally going to be going to a scalper. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> Excuse me, sir, sir. You got two? Uh, oh, man. 
All right, man. Uh, well, hopefully, uh, Twitter fingers uh, keeps his phone out, phone down out of his uh, hands this week. But Let's you know, hope. we we know he won't because first we got a big announcement. He'll probably go off during Raw tomorrow. If, oh, if yeah. I was WWE, I would I would bring Ariel to Raw tomorrow just for him to be pissed off. All of you. he was on Fox and USA. Come on, guys. But you know, we'll see. I I'll look forward to what this big announcement is this week. Who knows? Well, look, thanks, Travis, man, for hanging out with us. We appreciate you. We always uh, love when you come through and give you insight. And we'll um, we'll probably have you on soon again because there's always something going on that uh, you want to know what's happening. So, Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting.